Hi everyone, James here again. Uh, welcome to episode four of Lost and Founder. It's a podcast about the life and times of a real founder going through their daily struggles and hopefully triumphs. Thanks for tuning in again. I hope you've enjoyed the first three episodes. Thank you again to everyone who's who's listened, subscribed, and especially to those who have reached out to either comment, thank, praise, criticize, or just generally give me support. The response to the last episode was really overwhelming and I I know I opened up quite a lot on the last episode and uh, I think people really warmed to that and uh, appreciated it. So thank you everyone for being so supportive and hopefully I can keep giving you a great show. So without further ado, let's dive into episode four. There's quite a few topics I could easily cover this week. There's been a lot going on on my mind and a lot of progress since last week. I think sometimes when when times are tough, it actually helps you form a stepping stone to, to make things better and, and really charge you forward. One of the first things I wanted to talk about was something that's been on my mind in the last week or so was about vision and the importance of vision in a, in a company, in a startup, or whether it is important at all. So I wanted to touch on that because it's been coming up. Everyone, I think there's a, a lot of narrative out there in the world of startups that the most successful companies have a very bold and clear vision. And you hear it a lot, you read it a lot on the web for startups that you know the best ones have a really clear vision, a reason to exist in the world that's that guides everyone together. And, and I think that's, Fine, that is great, but I I wanted to kind of share, I don't know about truth on this, but I I wanted to share my take on this. I think having a vision is is great, and if you can find a good vision to bring your company together, then then it is certainly a unifying and a driving force that helps people work together, helps people make decisions helps pull people through difficult times. But I think sometimes the narrative around having a vision is is almost weighed too heavily. And I think one of the things that's that's really clear is that if you're trying to build a business, you've got to remind yourself that you are trying to build a business first. The vision is great, but I think often you hear um, people describe their companies with such a bold vision with such a lofty vision that you could mistake them for a totally not-for-profit charitable cause. There's nothing wrong with that, of course, but I think I would also emphasize that when you're building a company, you've got to be clear that, that really, you've got to be clear about how you're going to pay the bills. And there's nothing wrong in saying that, first and foremost, the business has to make money or the business has to be profitable and that everything else is secondary. And I, I almost feel bad saying that because it's not the common narrative in the world of startups or companies. The common narrative, in my eyes at least, is always start with a vision and work everything back from there. And and sometimes the mere discussion of profitability is is thrown out as being a distraction or nonsense or something we don't need to focus on. But I think Everyone can build whatever business they want to build. Everyone can do whatever they want in their lives, <laughs> obviously. And, and, and I'm not here to say what 
what you should do. And I'm certainly not one who would want to dictate to other people how to run their businesses. But I think I wanted to just voice my side of things, which was to say that having a vision is, is, is strong and is good, but, but it's actually perfectly okay to say you want to build a business that makes more money than it spends and that that's the priority for the business. And I think actually on closer inspection, when you look at a lot of the really successful companies that have got a very polished message on their vision and, and their purpose, you realize that actually a lot of that has been retrospectively put on at a point where that company is successful, at a point where that company has money to spend on the best marketing and PR people that can retrofit that vision to, to set the company up for future, whether it's an IPO or, or beyond. And that actually, when you look back to the early stages of a lot of these companies, they didn't start out with a vision. Like, they didn't start out with that clear purpose. They scrappily built and hacked something together and listened to customer feedback and understood the demand that existed. And they built and they iterated and they built and they iterated and they failed and then they failed and then they failed and then they failed and then they they succeeded. And I, I think it's very easy to really get hung up on those those few success stories, those polished narratives, and and to to ignore a lot of the backstory. So I think that was just my first point. Um, if you have a strong vision and a strong strong uh, and that strongly defined, then don't lose that. Don't take that away. But I think an important thing is to just bear in mind that the vision has to also deliver a business at the end of the day at some point, and. If those two are incompatible, then difficult choices have to be made. Um, and so, yeah, I, I feel like that was just, maybe it's more of a rant than anything, but it was just on my mind and uh, I don't know, hopefully that's that's helpful for some people out there. I would just say, don't be afraid to, to challenge some of these sort of startup assumptions out there. If you wanna build a business that makes profit, God, how am I saying this? How am I saying that? If you want to build a business that makes profit, and that's the primary goal, there is absolutely nothing wrong with doing that. Another topic I wanted to talk about was around doing the impossible. Kind of by definition, startups should be quite hard because you're trying to put something into the world that doesn't currently exist. And there's probably some good reasons why that thing doesn't exist today. Either no one came across it, no one had the idea, no one thought to do it, or people thought about it but couldn't do it for whatever reason. They couldn't build the thing, they couldn't market the thing, they couldn't sell the thing, they couldn't service the thing. This is all very abstract, I know, but I guess one of the, the sort of topics on my mind in the last week has been around when working with your with the team, like there's a healthy amount of realism and a healthy amount of optimism to have depending on situations. And I think it's sometimes difficult to know when to apply those different different mindsets. But I guess I spend a lot of my time trying to have, to, to balance the two. I think I'm naturally an optimistic person. I like to try and see the best in situations or people or things, often when things seem pretty bleak. And that's not just in in work and like it goes squared, but it's in general life. But I think it's also important to try and find that, that level of realism, you know, like blind optimism can only get you so far. At some point you need to 
get real about certain things. And I think it's it's just something also that I look out for in, in team members. And, and I think sometimes like realism in discussions can come in too early. Maybe realism or maybe even pessimism can sometimes creep into into things too early. And and I think that's always dangerous because part of putting something new into the world involves a certain amount, I think, of, of optimism. It involves a certain amount of being unrealistic, whether that's making something that seems impossible or hitting a deadline that seems totally out of this world you have to try and find that right balance and and I think it's really dangerous in team dynamics if if anyone ever feels worried about suggesting things that might seem impossible because or, or th- that might be impossible or unrealistic because it the truth is that like to one person something might be impossible to someone else it might be very possible, very achievable. And in group dynamics, if, if, if people are afraid to share those ideas or put forward those thoughts because they seem impossible to them, then some of those amazing ideas, those, those ideas and thoughts that actually can often be the difference between a company and a business or a product succeeding and failing, don't get the light of day and don't get the air. And, and also, it's worth bearing in mind about who you surround yourself with. Who, who the team is, who, who your external uh, mentors and, and people you talk to are. Because if you all sit around talking to each other and you all have a similar mindset, that can often be quite dangerous because you, you end up kind of coalescing around a view of the world that might be too closed off. It's why it's so important to have as diverse a team as possible as as you build a company and it's it's why it's also important to speak to people that are not in your team or not in your immediate circle because you don't want to ground yourself too much in what one group of people thinks is possible when another group of people might think that's actually totally normal and trying to remind yourself to rethink some of those constraints and and rethink what might be possible is actually a really valuable skill and often what helps companies succeed so yeah that was another thing that's been on my mind um just thinking about how to how to do the impossible and 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 not shut things down too too early the final thing i want to talk about this week this episode was actually something i quickly shared on twitter at the weekend and it was kind of a little bit of, again, maybe I've been a little bit ranty in the last forever how long, but I was thinking about when team members ask me a question that seems quite helpful and positive, but often actually doesn't lead anywhere. And I felt a bit conflicted about whether to even share this. and. I got a bit of a response on Twitter, not too many people, but but some people had some questions for me. And I'm not sure how well I articulated my thoughts on Twitter, but it's a simple phrase that people ask often, which is just, how can I help? How can I help? And I, I definitely appreciate people asking that. It's not a bad thing to ask. In, in fact, on the surface, that seems like a really good thing, right? Someone wants to help you and they're asking how they can help. But to me, 
it it actually raises questions and my questions are both on the person saying or asking how can I help and also the person that that's being directed at often like just just another team member and I, I think the premise of my my thoughts on this is that if you're asking someone how can I help then you're not actually doing some of the most helpful work and that is that is you're making it hard for the person who's hearing that that to respond so if if for instance if you ask me how can how can you help and and i i respond to that i feel that then i am put on the spot a little bit in terms of how to respond to that if i say oh i don't i i don't think i i don't I don't know, then it maybe seems like I'm turning down your offer of help. Or I might come up with something on the spot quickly, which might be poorly thought through. And then I've suddenly inadvertently started asking you to do something that I didn't think through. But then there's also the question of, did you genuinely mean that how can you help? Like, did you genuinely mean that offer? Because then it, it also makes the, the other person feel somewhat uh, like they've got to pitch or ask for the specific way that they can help which which also is still kind of asking i feel that i've been increasingly aware of this myself when i ask other people that question like how can i help and i tr i've found i don't know if it's just me but i've often found when i say how can i help it often doesn't lead anywhere because people are not often sure of the best way i can help so what I try to do these days is to, instead of asking how can I help, I try to say um, there's probably a few ways that I could help. Are any of these of interest to you? And list out a few options like can I help with some design? Can I help with some copywriting? Can I help with giving you guidance or direction? Is there anything that's unclear right now? And, and so instead of like just giving you an open-ended answer box, I trying to give the person I'm trying to help like a multi-choice question and I think even the the act of like offering a multi-choice question it's much easier for someone to say no none of those will help me right now but this thing will help me this other thing or, or correct one of those multi-choice options and work from that and it just feels like a, a better stepping stone to actually being a net positive for both sides like the person who's offering the help to to give help and the person who needs the help getting the help. I don't know how well I explained any of that, but but it, I'm not too good at doing Q and A's with myself. But but it was just something that that was on my mind and and had come up in the week and and I think that that hopefully thinking that through and just being conscious when you next hear yourself asking how can I help or hear someone else asking how how can I help. Well, especially for yourself, like think actually. How can I help before I even ask this question? Like, what can I suggest that I could already be helpful on? Or if I don't feel like I know how I can be helpful, but I want to be helpful, even just asking that, like, I need some clarity to be helpful here. I need some certain questions answered in order to be helpful here. And I think hopefully that will help move, move things forward and, and uh, help both sides move in the right direction. And, and help each other out faster and more effectively. So, thank you so much for listening to episode four of Lost and Founder. It's a pleasure to have you as a listener, of course. 
One of the things that was popular last week was I sort of did like an actions and takeaways section. So just to recap on, on some of the stuff I rambled about today, I think the first one was around vision. So I think having a vision is, is good, but if I had to have a takeaway or an action step for you, I'd say, yes, get your vision uh, written down and share it with whoever you possibly can. That's great. But don't feel like you're blocked by not having a clear vision right now. If you want to build a business, <laughs> build it your way. And if you can find a way to make more money than you spend, then that's probably just fine right now. And don't feel blocked and don't let anyone tell you you don't need that, that you need that vision before you can do anything else. So yeah, that would just be one piece of advice. Hopefully that's helpful. Second one around having optimism versus realism. Find that level of healthy optimism to have. And whenever you're in team discussions, group discussions, whether you're a founder or whether you're a team member, always try to start with yes. Always try to not shut something down or not say something's unrealistic or impossible too early. Like there will come a time to say that or figure that out. But in the early stages of an idea or an experiment or a thought, you don't want to shut it down. Let it grow, let it thrive. And then finally, don't ask, how can I help? Try to be more helpful than that. And try to offer a multi-choice option of how you might be able to be helpful. Or if you can't do that, try to ask, for some clarity that can help you be more helpful. So yeah, three takeaways. Not bad for one episode, if I say so myself. Hopefully that's helpful. Thanks again to everyone who's tuned in. Thanks to everyone who's reached out, left comments or reached out to me. Please do keep doing that. It, it honestly makes my day. And, and if you think of anyone who might benefit from this, or if any of this is interesting, Please share it, please do tell others about it. It would, it would be amazing. So thanks very much and see you next time.